0: Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, office equipment solutions North America-wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio,
0: 630 Chad. It is 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. We will tell you Monday, and some would say this is actually an oxymoron, but Monday will be a Best of Oilers Now show as we uh, celebrate uh, Victoria Day. Uh, We are going to be headed to our Oilers Now headliner for Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training, taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. We welcome back to the show as he joins us every Friday for our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, you know, just... uh same old, same old for the last ten weeks. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, I just counted today. It's been 63 days since I shaved.
0: I saw that. Yeah, I think you should shave. <laughs> Not a chance, Bob. You kind of look a bit like uh, ah. Now, forget it. I'm trying to think there, but I, I got to get you to answer this one here. We just had a texter ask if Tyler Ennis will sign a three-year extension in Edmonton. Whereupon Cactus Jack texted the show and said, "Bob, you got to stop having Tyler Ennis's family members text the show asking about contracts." Uh, the same texter then said, "Hey Bob, I love the show. Is there any truth to Carey Price being traded to Edmonton next summer for a uh, massive package?" I'm like, "Where is that coming from?" Uh, I I do not see that happening and if Jerry Johansson was listening right now, he'd be chuckling over that too. But that's what we get that kind of stuff. You know what I mean, Elliot? It kinda of comes with the territory, doesn't
1: hockey. it? They want they want some info.
0: Well, they don't get it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Hey, uh, we had a bit of a conversation today, and I'd like to thank uh, uh, Twitter follow Alex Thomas, who's a a guy that's, uh, I believe he's either taking broadcast journalism or he's doing some play-by-play down in the States, and he sent me a link to a story um, I tweeted out yesterday because Sportsnet had Game 4, the game that was... uh, uh, the lights went out in boston back in 1988 they had that game on last night so i put out the top four reasons why uh the real reasons why the game got canceled i mentioned whitey bulger said so and uh, for the listeners that don't know whitey bulger was a very famous boston mafioso type uh, not, well he wasn't technically italian i guess uh, irish uh but anyhow bottom line here he he disappeared and was at one point the most wanted or second most wanted man in the united states and uh, Alex was kind enough to send me a link. I, I I had heard this story through the rumblings back in 2011. Did not know that just before he got caught, he went up to Vancouver for Game 7 of the Stanley Cup uh, final between Vancouver and Boston. That's how big of a Boston Bruins fan he was uh, back when they made the 20-hour trek from Santa Monica uh, up to uh to uh vancouver and that is a sort of hockey lore elliot got to have some fun with once in a while isn't it
1: maybe he started the riot you think so i don't know whitey bulger caused a lot of problems
0: for those of you that have seen the departed jack nicholson's character is loosely based on uh whitey bulger and black mass who is that was that johnny depp believe it was yeah. Johnny Depp. Yeah, so there you have it. I mean, it's it's just kind of funny stuff, right? Like, I, at this time of year, you're kind of, until we know what's going on, and let's be honest, Elliot, does anybody really know 100% how this is all going to
1: play out? No, and anybody who claims that they do know is lying to you.
0: There we have it. So sometimes you have to look for uh diversions and other you know other rabbit holes to go down and chase and that sort of thing so let's get to it part of the reason why we have you on is because you are a man and know. so what do you know even though you're claiming that nobody really knows
1: well what i know is that they you know brad tree livings told uh spoke to eric francis last night from our place and he said that it looks like some kind of return to play protocol is coming And uh, I I think they're working on it. They're working on a playoff format. They had two conference calls this week. And they're really trying to narrow it down. And, you know, well, nothing's done until it's done. They're they're talking about a 24-teamer, and they're just trying to figure it out. Um, Like, I don't think it's a huge argument or anything like that, Bob. But, you know, they're they're trying to – like, the the players suggested, okay, maybe we get all the teams together in their four different hubs and – You know, uh, we have a couple of warm-up games first. And then that way, the top two teams aren't sitting around while the other teams play it out. And, you know, the league wasn't crazy about games that didn't matter because we don't know how much time we're going to have here. And the teams and the players aren't crazy about the top two teams showing up and then sitting around while everybody plays a best two out of three or a best three out of five. The league wanted two out of three for the first round for that reason. Uh, The players didn't want two out of three. They wanted three out of five. Um, So they're kind of just haggling on, you know, what to do about this. Um, You know, uh, so, you know, you're kind of, you know, I think what they're trying to do is trying to figure out a way to make it all work. Now, I made a suggestion in my notes last night that, you know, maybe what you do instead of having a first round series you do like a first round all six teams participate everybody plays everybody else once and you align you rank them from one to six based on points percentage and you give the top the you give them a bonus based on where they ranked. like the first place team gets 10 points all the way down to, to zero or maybe if you think that's too much it's five points all the way down to zero you could do that i mean that's a different and then that way Everybody plays and then you knock off your bottom two and everybody and then you go best of five, best of seven, whatever you want to do. But I think Bob that's what they're working on. Of course it's a holiday on Monday here. So yeah. if it's not out today, I wouldn't expect it to be, to be out till maybe Tuesday or Wednesday at the earliest.
0: Do you believe we're down to we're looking at two locations and not four locations for this to take place?
1: I think the only way and again, this is purely a, a bit of a guess. Like, I don't want it reported as fact. But I think the only way it's two is if we can't get into Canada. Like, the, the issue with Canada is that, um, you know, the pl- if, if the quarantine isn't lifted, and I don't think anybody's arguing to lift the quarantine prematurely. Right. But if the 14-day quarantine isn't lifted, just imagine, Bob, like, say... Okay, say one of the hubs is Edmonton. Um, you know, let's just say, for example, you play on a team based in the states. You you have your training camp two to four weeks. You 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 alone for that. You fly to Edmonton to play your playoffs, and you, and before you can do anything, you've got to do a fourteen day quarantine. Like the players are against that, and I think everybody understands that. So my guess, Bob, is the only way is it's two is if Canada is taken out of the picture.
0: Hmm. I thought I saw something.
1: Uh, Is this the the part of the show where you quote the local stats at me?
0: No. No, this is not. I've already done that.
1: Oh, okay. Geez, I'm really disappointed I missed that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Somebody asked for the entire lineup for the Bakersfield Condors next year instead, so I did that, too, just to appease (laughs) them as well. No, I thought I... uh, yeah, okay. Well, I thought I saw something out there, and now I can't remember where I saw well, it.
1: Well, put it this way. like I, I've On the, the quarantine, on the fact,
0: like right now it's 14 days. Where it's well, going to be in a like, month? By the
1: time we play, right. it's probably late July slash early August, right? Right. So you're hoping that by then you you don't need to quarantine. We're hoping because that means we've progressed as a society. But So that's why I think the two, the two times 12 – my guess is it only happens if you can't play anywhere in Canada because you've got three places you could play in Canada.
0: Obviously, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Toronto. We're joined right now by Elliot Freeman. Elliot, if you go 24 teams, you do that, you include Montreal and Chicago in the mix, right? Um, Except those, especially Chicago, made moves to suggest that they weren't actually planning to compete for a playoff spot. If you're Montreal... Would you uh, would you prefer not to play and be included in the mix for the potential of a, a top pick?
1: It's funny, I asked this question yesterday. Like, you know, you've heard Brendan Gallagher say not that for crazy about playing. You've heard Philip Deneau say not that crazy about playing. Like those are two pretty important players. Yep. Um, you know, I mean would you rather last year I think they were at their eighth worst. I think last year, the eighth-lowest team had a percentage to win the lottery at 6%. If you're the Canadians, what would you prefer? Would you prefer going for Lafreniere or, or playing in the playoffs? Um, it's a good question. Um, now, the other thing that's happening here, Bob, and you know, like I, 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 I shudder to handicap these things because, again, you never know, yeah. but it looks like the June draft is really losing momentum. Right, really losing momentum.
0: And two weeks ago, we thought it might be as early as June fifth or sixth. Yeah, and now we don't think it's going
1: to. It was two weeks ago today that the league sent out that memo, right? Yeah. And when that happened, when that happened, people were like, "Oh, the draft is coming." I think everybody felt that. That was kind of a, you may not like it, but get used to it memo. And they backed down for now. So, like if. If we're going to have the playoffs, I'd be curious to see, you know, are you going to take everybody out of the lottery? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Because are only the seven teams who aren't in the lottery, to, or aren't in the playoffs, going to be in the lottery? I don't know the answer to that question. I will tell you this, Bob. There are some teams out there that are really unhappy that Chicago and Montreal are getting in. Why is that? Well, they just feel like the, the, the 23rd and 24th place teams shouldn't get in. And I'll, I, but I will say this: some of the Eastern teams are not exactly thrilled about Carey Price in a short series. There's there's one proposal, and you know Pierre LeBrun talked about it last yes. night uh, that Pittsburgh would get them, and I can imagine Pittsburgh's really thrilled about Carey Price in the best two out of three.
0: If it, and you think it, the first round would be two out of three?
1: Well, uh, no, I don't necessarily know that. I know the NHL proposed that. I know the players would prefer it to be three out of five, but we don't have an answer to this yet.
0: Right. Uh, and that's – and a lot of us – and, again, I mean, we get texts every day on a show called Oilers Now saying, just cancel the restless season and get everything Yeah, up. I mean,
1: like, I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure there's some people who feel that way. Um, you know, i, I got to tell you, like, I, I've tried to ask, like, you know, Radko Gudis uh, did a. Um, I saw something on that uh, the the uh, great blog uh, Russian machine never breaks. They're big capital's fans. Yeah. Uh, they they tracked down a um, uh, an interview from the Czech Republic with Gudis, where he said we shouldn't play because nobody's playing, and that's not obviously quite accurate. Uh, we know that people are around the world are playing but he clearly doesn't think that he we should play based on his comments. Now, you know, I've tried to figure out, you know, how many people really want to play. And the best guess I can get, Bob, is that now like when those seven some of those seven teams are now look like they're going to be out of it, I think those teams were re- were really against playing. And I now that it looks like it's going to be 24 most people I talk to think a good chunk, like probably se- at least seventy five to eighty percent of players want to play. But that's not scientific. and um, it's purely anecdotal from talking to the people I talk to. So, but I you know, but I think the one thing we don't know yet is what happens to the people who say, whether, you know, I'm worried about my family or we had a newborn or I've got an underlying condition or somebody in my family has got an underlying sure. condition, what happens to those people? What happens to someone who says no? I assume they're going to be allowed to say no, but I just don't think we know the exact answer yet.
0: All right. I want to talk to you as we're joined by Elliot Freeman for the River Curry Resort Casino. Uh, Marcus Lato represents Yessa Pohl-Yarby. And uh, yes. in, your 30, in your 31 thoughts this week... Uh, you, uh, you talked a bit about Henrik Borgstrom, uh, who played mm-hmm. with Todd McClellan's son Tyson at Denver. Was mm-hmm. fantastic there. Uh, mm-hmm. l- appeared to be tracking okay in Florida. Uh, not last season, not this past season, but the season before. Did not get off in the right foot from what we're told with Joel Quenville. That is never a good situation to be in, especially when Quenville's in year one of a huge deal. Um, would it make sense? Since Marcus lado has got both players, they're both from the 2016 draft, mm-hmm. would it make sense to give Borgstrom and Paul Yarby new starts in new destinations?
1: Like, are you talking about trading for each other? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess that would be up to the two teams, right? Okay, um, well, let's ask, do you,
0: what do you think is going to happen here with Henrik Borgstrom uh, in, in the short term? Do you think well, he's going to be back in Europe, or is he going to be back next season with the Florida Panthers?
1: Well, the agent, and you mentioned Marcus Leto, who represents uh, Puliarvi too. He sure made it sound like I'd forgotten that Borstrom got hurt this year. Yeah. So he made it sound that Bjorkson is training right now in Finland, and if he, as long as he's cleared to play, he'll be back with the Panthers, and then we'll sort it out after the season. Now mm-hmm. there were several different reports that he was going back to Finland. Uh, Leto seemed a little bit surprised by that when I texted with him. And uh, he said, and he made it very clear in the statement back that Borgstrom wants to be in the NHL. You know, what's left unsaid there is, we'll see how the rest of this year plays out for both the player and the Panthers. Right. And, you know, and we'll see if when this season is over, whenever that is, there's going to be a conversation about whether or not his, his future is with the Panthers or not. But it's clear that this guy wants to play in the NHL. Ellie, so you just, he, he's coming here before he's going back there.
0: Right, For, for this, uh, yeah. If, if there's a conclusion to the season. You've just posted uh, about 40 minutes before he came on air with his, us here uh, that there has been a settlement yeah. involving the CHL uh, and the class action lawsuit over minimum wage payments to major junior players. Can you shed some light on that for us?
1: yeah so I uh, like I've been Jeff Merrick and I have been working on this one for a while. Jeff is really the bigger junior hockey guy than me, but we' heard some rumbling that there'd been a settlement, and we couldn't nail it down and then I realized why we couldn't nail it down until today It's because they were drawing up the settlement and the um and it was being filed in court today um so basically what happened was the CHL had 30 million dollars of insurance, and you know if you take a look at the way the laws changed in Canada, all the provinces where there's junior hockey, and in Michigan and Washington state in the U.S., um, basically, the players have now been declared exempt from works from work statutes. So now this. Law, this lawsuit would no longer be relevant if it was fired now, filed now. But and I think there were some teams in the CHL and some executives in the CHL who felt that the law was on their side and they would still win. The problem is they were burning through their insurance and they were told that the teams the, the case likely wouldn't be settled for another decade, five to ten years. So they said we would better just settle rather than risk the uncertainty of the judicial system. Now there's been some confusion, and part of it may be the way I wrote this. Um, from what I understand, Bob, is that some of that insurance money has already been burned through, and the, each individual team is going to be responsible for approximately $250,000. It might be a teeny bit more, but it's in that area and it's a challenge. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, you know, the players, um, you know, I mean, the teams right now, I mean, we're all going through COVID-19 and what it's doing to all, all of our businesses. So it's going to be a challenge for the teams. No question about it.
0: Well, there's 60 major junior teams and that's 30 million bucks. So you can do the math per team, what they're going to end up kind of contributing in the range of. Well, so. no,
1: I don't think so, Bob. It's, it's because it's 250,000-ish a team, which is $15 million. Right. So my sense is that the insurance is picking up about 15 and right. the teams are picking up another 15. But I don't have that exact. That's kind of what I've been told, though.
0: It's interesting. This has happened with major junior hockey. Uh, you wonder at what point something happens with NCAA basketball or NCAA college football. You know, so, I mean,
1: uh, you know, uh, they've been risking it for a long time. There's no question. Every yeah. once in a while, there's a challenge to the system.
0: Now that said, I mean, I think we're up to about 130 Division One NCAA programs. Mm-hmm. Twenty of them make a hell of a lot of money. 20 of them make a little bit of money and a mm-hmm. bunch of them lose money as well. And it's the same thing that happens in junior hockey, Elliot. There's some organizations that, you know, can make a couple million bucks a year. And then there's organizations that if they don't make the playoffs, they're losing money. And uh, mm-hmm. and now we're in this challenging time moving forward with COVID-19. Elliot, we appreciate the time. Uh, we'll hook up next Friday, okay? All right, Bob. Have a great, have a
1: great weekend. Enjoy the long weekend.
0: We will. That is Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey on Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino. And Elliot is our headliner today. For touchback safety, touchback remains open for training and taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. We do have Brent Sutter, owner, operator. General manager, head coach, Red Deer Rebels. At 105, we're going to talk a bit about uh, the Canada Cup glory days, a bit about playing the uh, Oilers, a bit about Mark Messier in the 84 series. Uh, by the way, was Brent not in Chicago during the height of uh, Michael Jordan as well? Uh, oh, yeah, and we'll talk some junior hockey and some challenges moving forward for a franchise like Red Deer. Do you want to tell you, during the season, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, former Edmonton Eskimo. Jim Brown, former Edmonton Oil King. Want to wish you uh, the best during these very challenging times. You're listening to Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with
1: Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.